Hey, this your boy Laws from the other side of sports with BOK Sports 980 just reminding you to go download our app. All you got to do is go to your app store and type in parentheses, the other side of sports. You get to listen to our content whenever you want. He's lying. He's lying. Dog, I'm not lying. On Mother's Mode, you can get our app at the app store on your mobile device right now. So when you're on your commute or whenever, you can rock with us. Now, on our show. You are now tuned to the other side of BOK Sports 980. Welcome back. You're now tuned into the other side, the other side of sports with BOK Sports 980. I'm your host, Laws, in the building. Yeah. We got Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. We got Aaron, no Shaq, no D, um, but we're going to move right along. Yesterday was my man MLK That's right. You already know. Jr.'s birthday, Martin Luther King Jr.'s B-Day. Uh, I mean, I'm glad I'm glad that <laughs> our country is finally recognizing that this should be a holiday and, and finally stamped that Jr. As a, as a real holiday. I mean, well, maybe it has been a holiday, but I haven't been getting the days off work. Yesterday was the first time we actually got off, so um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, but, I mean, what is it to say about Martin Luther King? I mean, this dude was, it was a phenomenal human being. Um, I don't even think we would be anywhere close to where we are if it had not been for like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, um, you know, Marcus Garvey, people of those likes to uh, to come. And I mean, I just, it, it's crazy. Like, you know, when it comes to like our, our black uh, prominent people, you know, people tend to be highlighting all the bad negative stuff that they did. But Martin Luther King was a, he was a, he was a phenomenal dude, dog. He was a selfless dude who, sacrificed a lot uh, on behalf of others, you know, and I, I just, I respect him. I respect him. Uh, some notable quotes he had was, uh, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do right. that. You already know. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And then another notable quote from Martin Luther King was, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. And then, of course, the iconic for him from his I Have a Dream speech, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Any words on, on, on MLK? Yeah, I mean, nah, you 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 pretty much covered everything. I mean, it's, it's still unfortunate. You still have, you know, um, a lot of uh, white America, they still try to have pushback on the day, like... A lot of them still don't think that it should be a holiday, but I mean, anybody you what? Know, that's African American, uh, we know what he stood for, not only for us, but you know, to try to make uh, America uh, and and society a better place. So I mean, it's nothing, you know, really to add to that. I mean, it's all 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 good, all positive. Uh, the only thing I'd probably like to add is. Um, don't necessarily let the drivers of information like pick people apart and just give you the parts of them that they want you to yeah or they that they want to accentuate um a lot of times people overemphasize a lot of his early stuff or early as a activist stuff and kind of forget some of the stuff he said later um i guess towards the end of his life that ultimately ended up getting him in trouble 
especially about a lot of the uh, financial implications about what the oppression and slavery and just the treatment of black people in general, um, a lot of the financial implications on that population and ultimately having us where we are today because some of those things were never rectified. So um, I just challenge people to kind of also do your own research and look into some of the things that he delved into um, in his last few years. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm fully, I'm I'm glad you said that. A lot of times people want to, want to accentuate, you know, his nonviolent stance on, on inequality and, and injustice and racism and bigotry and all of those things, and his peaceful attitude. But you're right, towards the end of his life, you know, he was still nonviolent, but he realized that there was there was power in economics and his mindset and, and his, uh, the way that he set out to galvanize the people and bring them together economically was was the thing that caught led to him being assassinated. Oh my and, gosh, um, man! You know, it it, it it was clear. You know, Martin Luther King had a lot of pull. He had a lot of people that were that were behind him. You know, and and even in our society today, anytime you know you have a, a black man that is able to to uh, unite people together um, of all walls, white, black. I mean, that's one thing that made Martin Luther King so so polarizing that he was able to get white people involved in their cause too. And, and you know, just like anything, when it when it becomes a threat to the economic stability of the, the haves, then there, there's an extreme issue with that. And so, you know, I, 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 I definitely, I definitely in agreement with you that people definitely should look up and just read all about Martin Luther King's life, not just what's forced through the media, but read about the man that he was, you know, and it's just, in its entirety, um, just to see, you know, just how how great of a person he he really was, you know, you know? and uh, it's just unfortunate that we we have to celebrate him this way in a memorial because he he was assassinated and and, and killed, um, opposed to just you know recognizing him with medals of honor and stuff with him still being here. Um, and, you know, just to say in this, this society we live in, it's still bigotry, it's still racism. But, you know, I, I think that his his dream continues to be something that uh, I think we can we can always reflect upon and look at uh, as we go forward in, in history's time. Um, so that's my two cents on it. Uh, on to our questions of the day. Uh, this week's question is. He won't propose. All right. I don't know what to do anymore. My boyfriend won't propose to me, and we've been together for over a year. I'm currently five months pregnant with this child, and even then, it seems he doesn't want to. He's 31. I'm 25. He and I are both divorced. However, he proposed and married his ex within one year of being with her, even though she didn't have his child. Apparently, it ended badly, though. Anyways, I am heartbroken do it. and it gets worse. When he mentions how marriage is just a piece of paper, he says he wants to marry me someday, but I don't know when. He also goes out a lot on his own free time and drinks and smokes weed. When I'm when I'm not a huge What? Bro, can you read? Bro. He also goes out on his free time and drinks and smokes weed, which I am not a fan of. 
I am two weeks away from graduating with my bachelor's in science of science and criminal justice and then heading to law school. I'm an honor student and have a promising future. It just hurts to think that sometimes I may just not be good enough for this man. Bye, bye. Whatever happens, my child will always be my first and only priority. Any oh, advice on the situation and what I should do? Yeah, go ahead, Aaron. It sounds like you've got some hot, hot takes on this. You <laughs> right should leave this. this. Right yeah. off the stove. Oh, yeah. You already know. Just a couple of things. This is one of those questions or statements, whatever, what have you, that it seemed like every point she was making was already loaded. And so then she gets to the point where she's talking about he hasn't married me yet. And then she goes on to list all these things that don't sound like something you would want your husband to be partaking in if you're on, I guess, a different path. It's just... To me, I don't know, it seems, I mean, it sounds like she's jealous of the fact that he married his first wife, but it also seems like maybe that's playing a part in why he's not moving along so fast with her. Or I guess mm-hmm. getting married with her, not moving along. They got a kid on the way, but it just seems kind of jumbled and all over the place. It sounds like maybe she needed to vent more than anything. I don't think there's any advice we can kind of give on this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I- I'm, I'm with you. I, I would say there's a little bit of insecurities in, in her because she, you know, the fact that she's mentioning she's has all these great qualities and why he's not, he's reluctant to make this move. And then she's comparing herself to the other girl in, in, the, in the actual time frame in which he proposed to her. And, you know, they're both divorced. So that means she's been in a, in a, in a marriage. I don't know why she would be so, so uh, quick to, try to jump into another marriage after she's been divorced yeah. as well. I mean, uh, you know, I always, I'm always at a mantra, that's you can't crazy. rush forever. And, um, you know, I, I think that you, especially when it comes to marriage, marriage is a serious thing. You want to do as much due diligence on the front end um, as you can before being married, you know, counseling and marriage counseling, you know, understanding one another on the front end before you actually get into that union because you know I'm of the mindset that like it, it, that's one and done that's yeah. it um, but that should be the same thing with having a kid too it just sounds like the situation is all over the place yeah, yeah I mean if I if I if I could you know what I mean if I, I could jump oh, in yeah. I mean I would just say that like the reason like she's probably just you know uh, I guess feeling some type of way is because they do have a kid on the way but with that being said, uh, a lot of people have, you know, kids nowadays out of wedlock. And I mean, that's not necessarily wrong. I mean, maybe some of those people that wouldn't be their preferred method. But I mean, you know, it happens. It's life. Um, I mean, I would just say, like, as you mentioned, Harold, they've already been married uh, or both of them. And she's 25, which means she got married super young. So it seems like she's just like extra geeky and like chasing this whole <laughs> like I got to be married and, you know, do all these things by like this timetable. And, you know, it's still so much life to live. Like, you know, he went through it. Obviously, you know that that scarred him. So he's just taking his time like one year. And I'm sure you could attest to this, Harold. I, you were with. Qatar long, longer than one year before you proposed and y'all got married. I know I was uh, yeah. with my wife longer than that before mm-hmm. I proposed and we got married. So like that one year like mandate, I mean, it seems like, you know, fast, particularly when you throw in the fact that 
y'all have been married and then my other thing would be as you mentioned Aaron like she's in a rush to marry him because they have kids but yet you saying you don't like that he smokes and drinks I mean which one is it like you're talking about being married to this person uh, for the rest of your life you've already been married and divorced once before so it would seem like you would want to make sure all of those things are on par with what you will want for your future instead of going down that road yeah and your child instead of potentially going down that road twice like as far as divorce and now you have a child so the fact that you're doing all of those things like getting your you know bachelor's and going to law school that's great that that should be great for you individually anyway that doesn't matter whether you're you know we're going to be with him or not so like you shouldn't look at it like oh because i have these things he should want me like nah like that's not really how it works and if he loves you and you know and like I said, you're not tripping off of these other things, then you can't really rush it. Like, cause the worst thing would be to, like I said, rush into it for him or yourself. And then like you go down that same road where y- y'all are divorced again. So I think you should just kind of cool out and just, you know, and just let it happen and just do you and make sure, you know, you doing what you can control. That Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is kind of tied up in the fact that she's pregnant and, you know, um, and, and kind of looking at the future in terms of just wanting everything to kind of be in her, I guess maybe her fairy tale outlook on, you know, oh, now we pregnant, we have a kid, like, you know, now we should it be may, married. It, you know, there may, there may be some external pressure too on her to like feel like because we're having a kid that we need to be married. Yeah, I mean, maybe. A lot of times that, that may be the case, you know, parents or, you know, grandparents or, People like, you know, is he gonna marry you because you about to have his kid? Like, blah, blah, blah. You know, sometimes that can that can incite these feelings or, you know, this pressure that, you know, technically shouldn't be there. You know, so I, I mean that's a that's a You already I mean, twenty five and you already had you two bad decisions in. Oh, oh, so man, why you doing that? Oh my god. Just tread lightly, like you have a Yo. whole life ahead of you. Just you look like I mean, it seems like you're on the right path for yourself. And there's a kid involved now. It's not just about your embarrassment. Sometimes you gotta make decisions with your kid being a priority and not your own feelings. So it sounds like dude is I mean, it's not wrong with drinking and smoking. Like I don't judge anybody on what they do if that's what they want to do. But if it's a problem in a relationship and you got a kid coming, not to say that it necessarily affects your kid one way or the other. I guess it's more about the the behavior after he's drinking. Like, was he, it's a lot of little variables that we don't know about. But it just seems like this would be a bad decision. And just you got a kid on the way. Make the best decision for the kid and stop thinking about yourself at this point. All right, yeah. All right, next one on tap is my boyfriend and I have been dating for three years now. We took a break a few months ago, and I started seeing someone else. I fell in love with the other guy. Oh my god. We had the man. same goals, but the other guy just wasn't stable. He did drugs and was unemployed, but we clicked. What? I got back with my boyfriend and the other guy was devastated. And honestly, I was too. But I also loved my boyfriend a lot. And the plan was always just to be a break. Anyways, a few months have passed and I just don't feel the same way about my boyfriend anymore. I still love him a lot and and the thought of not being with him hurts like hell but I can't be intimate with him without thinking about the other guy 
I feel so guilty. I know I should probably break up with him, but he pays most of my bills and I'm working part time so I can finish school. Without my boyfriend, I wouldn't be able to work things out financially. I don't want to keep delaying this breakup, but I don't know what Damn, else to do. Oh, man. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, she said it in the email, man. She got a, uh, you know what I mean? She she didn't give her age, but so we don't know that. But, uh, I mean, she got to be an adult in this situation. Like, she don't want to be with the dude. Even if she doesn't get back with the guy that she, you know, was seeing when she broke it off with the boyfriend originally, like, she just seems like she needs to get herself together and focus on school and you know, and, and getting a job that, you know, where she could do her own thing. I don't know how, what her relationship is with her parents or maybe she could move back in with them or, or like she has some friends where they could go be roommates. But I mean, it's, it's kind of it's messed up to, you know, to be living off of, you know, your boyfriend and you don't even love him and want to be with him no more. And anytime like you smashing them, you thinking about the other dude. Like, I mean, you got it all in the email. You know what to do. Like. So, uh, I mean, that's that's my take. Sound like she's selling no. to me. I don't know how else to <laughs> how else to play. Like these fast tail youngins, you've been with some dude for this amount of time, then you already in love with another nigga less than or two months later, you didn't met a dude, got with him, and in love in that amount of time. Then, like, I don't have nothing positive to say. Nah, nah. But look, but then, oh, but then the other the other whole kill is she was talking about like she really vibe with the other dude, but he didn't have. You know, uh, no not job or whatever. Yeah, yeah not gone. But like you living off of this dude, so right. I mean, you really, ain't got nothing going. Yeah, man. like y'all really in the same boat. So I mean, for real, for real. <laughs> I maybe you could work. Yeah. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. Maybe you could, y'all could come up together, but you definitely don't. You know what I mean? The other Thank dude. Ask him to front your pack if he's selling drugs. Let him hold him. They both on the Carnival Cruise, Joe, riding together, dog. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, yeah, it's not fair. It's not fair, though, to, you know what I'm saying, her current boyfriend, like, you know, it's to be going like this and have this Bama fitting the bills. And like you said, Aaron, like, he's just smashing. He paying the whole time. He think it's all good out here. But really, He's just paying for your whole life. You know what I'm saying? You ain't even, you ain't even uh, feeling it. Oh, and this happens so, more often I mean, than we think, though. Yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. Way more often, like a youngin is not happy, but she kind of, you put yourself in a position to where your lives are attached to each other and it's, it can't be a clean break. So it's just, it's just bad all the way around. That's how you got to date your tax bracket, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for real. The other cuz in her bracket, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's where she need to be with other cuz. And so I, I, I'm gonna just, I'll just say this. You know what's gonna happen in this situation? Cannot win with him. Is that the young brother just gonna continue to be a, a, a square and continue to fit the bill? This young doesn't seem like. But a, is he really a square though? Like you church. can't, you can't just call him out there. He thinking it's all good from, you know what I mean? From they were together three years, you know what I mean? So they had just taken a break. So we, in his mind, it's all good. So we can't necessarily, you know what I mean? We don't know whether he is square. Now, if he kind of know that it ain't really the same and he's still doing this, then I I think that'd be the appropriate title. Okay. But if he's thinking it's all good. Them, you gotta know. 
You don't know something. No, but look, but the whole, but look. It's like it's like when the Bama, it's like when the ba- it's like when the Bama show up in the gym, got the headband, wristbands, <laughs> the creative the socks, got the Nike, so- the, the whole the whole getup. It's like young, and he, he looked apart like he can hoop. But you just know, young, it's all. If a Bama yeah. dress up that that clean to hoop. He a bum. You a bum. Aaron, as you mentioned, dog, how much that go on, you'd be surprised how good mm-hmm. like youngins are at, you know, right. finessing that situation. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it happens both ways. There's some youngins that ain't good at it and and you could smell it from a mile away. It's other youngins that they fit that bill and and you think that the John really love you. Nah, dog. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Long line of skeezers, it's just part of yeah. the routine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm praying for Slim, dog. Her life ain't right right now, dog. It's I'm praying for Homeboy. <laughs> right. Yeah, he got to get his freedom yeah. papers, dog. Yeah. yeah, he he got he got to go he got to do some recon. He got. You know what I'm saying. I hope he listens to the show too, dog. Get yeah, out hopefully, here. hopefully. Yeah, yeah. If anybody that listen to the show, this this uh, situation sound familiar, it might be you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. All right, on to some sports. Uh, it yeah. was a it was a grand weekend in the NFL this past week. Perfect. The games that were played, I think they were all had high entertainment value, um, all kind of went down to the wire. There wasn't no blowouts except for one, uh, which we anticipated. But uh, I just, right now, I'm gonna just get it out the way so that I ain't gotta go through the rest of the show and have to have to deal with it. Uh, congratulations to Aaron for making the, the, the epic call uh, to know that Philly and to trust his gut feeling and go with Philly over Atlanta. Uh, Matt Ryan, a bum. The coaching staff for the Atlanta Falcons is trash. Uh, it was it was, it was was just an atrocity on, the, on account of the Atlanta Falcons and how they played this game, though. To be in the red zone that many times and cannot get touchdowns when you have arguably the best wide receiver I generation, it's just... I, Does that sound familiar? That's right. You already know. Yeah, it's eerily familiar. I don't know, man. I ain't got no. I ain't got no rebuttals. I don't have no excuses for Matt Ryan and that that coaching staff. Uh, Aaron, you called it. Uh, Jeff, you 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 fake called it. You, he you did. Y'all talked about it though. Y'all yeah, talked about yeah. it. <laughs> we talked about it. But I, if anybody needs to be like, I, I would say if somebody needs to be on a hot seat before the season starts. The Atlanta Falcons hired a new offensive coordinator. And there was a lot of questions around that offensive coordinator coming into this to this season. And this Bama showed every deficiency in his play calling in this game. This this Bama was this is the worst play calling I've seen and throughout the whole Cannot playoffs. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. Kyle Shanahan was an anomaly, an outlier. Like, he's one of the greatest play callers in the league right now. So last season, people, I think, attached themselves too much to what happened with Atlanta's offense. If you look at the season, yeah. Julio only had, what, three or four touchdowns over the course of the season? That's absurd. Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah, we talked about that last week. On other teams, he had that in a game. Yeah. Maybe in a half. So it's, yeah. it's other things going on with that team, especially when playing outdoors. It's deficiencies that they have that are glaring if you're looking at the right thing. So it's like... The only thing people were leaning on in this game was the fact that the Eagles quarterback got hurt. But they're strong at a lot of positions 
or all the other positions pretty much other than quarterback but, but when you think about it think about it like we we were everybody was uh right to be on that side of thing i mean the eagles only scored 15 points and if i'm not mistaken just one touchdown so it's not like the defense of Atlanta didn't do enough. Like, as you mentioned, like, Sarkeesian, like, this, like, obviously Matt Ryan, like, last season, as you mentioned, was an outlier, you know, with Shanahan. But, like, you know, this was, like, we've seen this from Matt Ryan and Sarkeesian, like, the how he went from that Alabama job where they lost and he had a t- terrible game calling plays, like to to getting the Atlanta head coaching job, like and not to mention even before we talk about him getting fired from USC, uh, USC from being an alcoholic, like he keeps like getting like amazing jobs, like for doing nothing. Like I don't, I, like I don't understand. And so, oh, you for know, the complexion. So I want to know what that relationship is. Who does he know on that coaching staff that did they man a favor and it ended up costing them? Um, I I don't know. I don't know because like. Like, when you think about that last play call, like, I just wasn't a fan of it. Like, when anytime you do a play call where you roll where you roll out, like, especially, like, with the game on the line, like... And he's got like a threat to run. Yeah. So that is an extra retarded call at that point. Right. You, you cutting off a whole, yeah. like, it has to... The touchdown has to be scored over there. And if that ain't open, then, like you said, he can't run. So, like, you're cooked. You know what I mean? So... Like, like that, it was just a terrible play call. But the other big play in the game was uh, the play that I think the safety didn't make where he karate kicked the ball in the air before the half. Like, you got to pick that off. You pick that off, you most likely will get a field goal at minimum and maybe you put seven up. But instead, it goes uh, to, to uh, it, it, what, who was that, uh, Tor- Tory's hands? Tory Smith caught yeah, that Torrey off Smith. the yeah he caught that and then you know they ended up getting the field goal and now it's ten nine and so they feeling good when they didn't score no touchdowns so like you know it, like it was just a terrible game terrible play calling and Atlanta they they blew that to me more than and, I mean and like you said Phillies has a solid defense but Atlanta had no business losing that game that's right you already know you got to put up more than ten points period. I don't Period. care if it's a five-year-old kid calling the plays. You got, with that talent you have on offense, which probably behind Pittsburgh might be the most talented offensive roster in the NFL, you have to score more than 10 points. If you're an elite quarterback, you have to take ownership of that offense. F what plays the coordinators call and F what the coach is doing. We get got to get more than 10 points against a team that's not a threat to score. That's half of the pressure a quarterback feels is they're going to score. I got to get points on the board. That pressure was right. damn near gone for that game. And they still ended up with 10 points. So that's a little ridiculous to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I totally agree. Uh, on in the next game, Tennessee at New England. We actually skipped this game when we was picking the games. And for for a quarter and a half, it actually looked like we was going to have something to talk about. <laughs> but of course, the Patriots oh gosh, did what man. the Patriots do. And stopped the mud hole in the Tennessee Titans, which everybody figured was going to happen, and it did happen. Um, so we won't even spend time time on it. I mean, on it, on it right here. Uh, Jacksonville at Pittsburgh, forty five forty two. Now Jacksonville, it, it looked to me, and, and and this is just what my what I saw is that the Pittsburgh Steelers came out that game very tentative. 
like almost like they were in a game with the Patriots where they were trying to like fill the game out and feel the momentum of like how the game was gonna go and all like that. And by the time they they blinked their eyes, they was down 21 points. <laughs> so, I mean, they got a score, they got two scores before the half and that's when they, they the game plan changed. I don't know, you know, I, I know we were watching the game, Aaron, we were talking about the play calling and, and some yeah. of the, the things that the, mm-hmm. that the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers were trying to do out there that just didn't make sense to me. When you, you have the best receiver in the football, you have the best running back in football, arguably, and you're not really, you're going to these second and third guys as your primary options and stuff. I, I, it just was a little bit baffling to me. So I can live with bad play calls, but bad game planning is no excuse to me. They had a terrible game plan on offense and defense. They came out first play of the game, best running back in the business. Jacksonville's weakness, if they have a weakness on defense, is stopping the run. And you go out five wide with no running back in the backfield, throw on first down and second down. He's, he's it's like was you sitting terrible. there trying to, I don't know if this had to do with Ben throwing five interceptions the first game and them trying to show, hey, we're not backing down. We're going to challenge you. But this is not time for ego struggle. Run the damn ball. And when they were running the ball, they were successful with it. And this is the kind of stuff that pisses me off when I see other things other than football being a factor in the 101 level ABC one two three level things that you should be doing on a football field, and it costs them. Like definitely, they came out with a, t- a terrible game plan. They definitely should have been running the ball like to start. I think also like you know they they look past them. I don't know why when they when they got beat the way they did, but they came out with the slow start because they were like it's no way that the Jags can do that again. That's how I, f- I feel like they thought, like, at, in our place. Again, like, nah, they're not going to do that. And as you mentioned, before they could blink, they were down 21 points. And so at that point, then they had to air it out. And, and Jacksonville wasn't able to get pressure on Ben, which they'll definitely have to do this week. I know we'll talk about. But, like, they weren't able to get pressure really on Ben. They got maybe a couple sacks, but for the oh, most boy. part... Mm-hmm. Oh, you talking about on Ben or on Nah, I'm talking, oh, okay. about on, I'm talking about on Ben to allow them him to have the time to be thrown. Because when you think about it, like, all of their plays, they were, like, bombs. Like, when they when they were scoring points, when the Steelers mm-hmm. were coming back. They were beating them deep because Ben had time to throw. Yeah. Because, you know, at, you know, once the Jaguars got up, you knew they weren't going to necessarily run it as much as they should have been running it to begin with. Now, they still did run and they had success and they were – also using uh, Bell out of the backfield um, to, you know, to catch passes because he had over 100 total yards. But, like, um, like it's just, like, they came out, like, slow and sloppy and they looked past them, like, flat out. And that's what happened and, and it cost them because they had to overcome such a big deficit that they couldn't ever, you know, get close enough. When they would get it to seven, then the defense couldn't stop nobody. And Blake Bortles just made enough plays to where they could continue to stretch the lead each time. Yeah, and let's talk about that defense. It's no way in hell the Jacksonville Jaguars with Blake Bortles at quarterback should score 45 points. Nah, Bob. No. I don't care if they play the Browns. They wouldn't score that on the Browns. They didn't sack Bortles one time. I don't know what the hell the Pittsburgh Steelers do on defense sometimes. They were basically out physical the whole game. The entire game. The only breath they had was they got lucky that Fournette got hurt for a second. 
And it looked like, that's when it started to look like, okay, they got a chance. They're going to mm-hmm. probably end up winning this game. I didn't think he would be able to come back the way he jumped off. But then he came back in the second half and it was business as usual. The injury, yeah. did, did, to me, didn't look didn't look severe. It just like he like clipped his ankle yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. It didn't look like it twisted. So I, I, I anticipated him coming back, especially in the, with the with all the pressure and the magnitude of this game. Like I, right. I expected to see him back because um, right. it wasn't like a knee or anything like that. I mean, to me, I, I'm kind of in line with both of you. I think the game pl- game plan was poor. I think that, uh, you know, like Jeff said, that they came out lethargic and just like, oh, like we got these dudes. And, and just, you know, before they knew it, they was down three scores. And then when they tried to like really initiate the game plan that you will, you would have expected them to come out with, getting the ball to Antonio Brown, throwing the ball downfield, getting the ball in the Le'Veon Bell's hands, like consistently, like which has been their game plan for much of the year and they've been successful. I mean, just to go away from that and try to outthink this this in a game like this versus a team that's very good against the pass, it's it just it was baffling to me. I, I couldn't understand it. When you're looking at who to blame for this this whole thing, and and people, you know, clearly there's been a report that you know minority uh, uh, owners have been like clamoring for Tomlin to be fired in this situation. What? Um, Wait, what are you talking about, man? And yeah, I, I mean, maybe Tomlin. This dude has been, um, uh, maybe the, the probably thing. the most winning coach next to Bill Belichick. In the, in the what, what more do you want from me? Coaching did play a part. I mean, there were a couple coaching decisions that you know I the totally didn't agree in with. The fourth quarter, the fourth, the fourth down, and, and, and the onside kick. And I'm probably one of those that think, or one of the few that. I do think Tomlin's a little overrated, but I realize that if they were to get rid of nah, him, nah. like he would be snapped up It'd in a heartbeat, right. and he should, and he should. But I, and, I think and like, the Steelers he, wouldn't be good as they are because I mean, because that's, that's, I mean, one, but you could argue that I'm gonna though. say that's I'm gonna say they've always been they were good before him with Coward. So like I'll say I'll say I'll say this about Tomlin. I think Tomlin's greatest strength as a head coach is having his team ready to play. Like, I think that's one of his strengths. For the most part, his teams are always ready to play. In this game, they weren't offensively or defensively. And I don't know why. I don't know what what, what was going on in that locker room or what distractions they had, why they weren't ready to play. But by the time they tried to, like, turn the switch on, maybe it was just the players themselves thinking, like, oh, we got this. And when they tried to turn the switch on, it was just... I mean, once you're getting down 21 points and you're trying to come back from that deficit, which they they try to do, you know, it, it just it's just a lot. It takes a lot out of you. And, you know, at this part of the season, you don't have that much left. You so, know what I'm saying? You already played a 16-game season. Yeah, as far as my opinion on Tomlin, I think the things that his strengths as a coach are harder to find than these X's and O geniuses that they keep propping up for these head coaching jobs or favorite offensive coordinator every year. And then also, with the onside kick, you didn't gave up 45 points to the damn Jaguars. I'm not giving the ball back to the other team and waiting for my sorry-ass defense who hadn't stopped anybody the whole day to get a stop here, a three and out uh, of that, because if they don't get a I three mean, and out. But they, they had two timeouts and a two-minute warning. Like, they're professionals. Like, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's not like they didn't – It's not they did get some stops in the game. It's not like the Jags didn't punt the ball at all. They did get – and Those, so you're just asking for one stop. Because all you're asking, because instead of them having the ball at midfield, like, 
at least they would have to go the whole field and Blake Bortles still might fumble. You know what I mean? He might throw a pick. Like, anything could happen like that, you know. No, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, y'all's opinion. I'm just saying, like, I would have made that same decision with 45 on the board by my defense. Like, seven, se- seven, of those, seven of those were were, were the, the fumble that been returned. So, it's, it's, in reality... You know what I mean? I mean, you still you take seven of those. I still way too many points. We we right. all agree on that. You know what I mean? But like I say, I just think that you know they really like the times where uh, like they got the big play and then Fournette running the football. It wasn't like Bortles really. You know what I mean? He played a hell of a fourth quarter and second half because he didn't turn the ball over. But like he still played Bortles and instead of giving them the ball at midfield, almost ensuring that. They're going to put points on the board, which they did a field goal, which is all they ended up needing. Like, who's to say they still get that field goal if they have to get multiple first downs? Because remember, they only lost by ended up that field goal because of that one side kick. But I thought yeah, one I mean, first down in the game would have been over under the two-minute one because they only had two timeouts and that, uh, like you said, the two-minute one. Yeah, so, so that's effectively down, three timeouts. The probably over. So, I mean, so, so this, is, this is the thing. I, I think right here where we're, we're – what we're arguing or we, we're discussing is basically the position that Tomlin was in. And, and we can play the percentage like, okay, it's a greater percentage or higher percentage in this way or this regard. You know, I mean, I, I think that's a tough call either way in that moment because, you know, if he gets the onside, then everybody's like, yeah, that was a genius move and that was that was a great move. You know, I, I'm with you, Jeff. I think the percentage is a little better. Like, let's let's try to make that's play a bad kicker for onside kicks too. To play to yeah. Jeff's point, he's a terrible onside kick kicker. If that's the way you put it, it's a, it's a tough loss either way. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, they 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 did what they needed to do to advance, and that's why they're advancing. Um, on our last game for the for this uh, that week or this past weekend was the Saints at Minnesota. Uh, which was another good game. Minnesota get out the gate early. They frying. Um, they get touchdowns. Uh, uh, Latavius Murray uh, scores. They and they and they looked to assert themselves early in this game and kind of, you know, look like they going to just run away with this one easy. Second half comes. Uh, you know, uh, Case Keenum throws a pick. You know, it looks like the Saints the defense find, find, find some. Find some life uh, in that in that turnover. They're able to score and cut the the, the, uh, the game down to one score. Then they end up tying the ball game. Michael Thomas uh, starts to assert himself as a threat. It, it feel like Drew Brees kind of figured out what the Minnesota Vikings were doing defensively and started to kind of pick it apart. Uh, they they get all the way up. They finally tie the game. Uh, looks like. The Saints have this game locked up. They kick a field goal with 25 seconds left. I don't know about Shaw, but I was watching this game and I was with the family and they were like, yeah, you know, is there anything they could do to win them? Like, nah, this joint over. Like, this joint over, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm about, to, I'm about to just go uh, go back to the house, chill. You know, like, we just talk about it the next day, like, this joint over. And Case Kingdom gets sacked on the first play. And then it's like 11 seconds or so. And it's basically the, this is basically the final play of the game. They're on their own, like 45 or 42 yard line, whatever. And I'm like, I mean, it's just over. And <laughs> it's not over because Case Keenum chucks the ball towards the sideline. The defender for the Saints doing running track and field, like he trying to cross the finish line, just dips his head 
to like try to tackle uh, Stefan Diggs, but he just completely misses him and then bangs the legs of a uh, his teammate, other defender, <laughs> his teammate, and Stefan Diggs like like on a game on Madden just just catches the rock and just runs straight into the end zone. And I mean, this place erupts. Is that like this might be the the biggest the like playoff? <laughs> Lucas thing that I ever like witnessed in real life. Like I'm trying to think of like any moment. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, outside of that a, David Tyree, that David Tyree, that David Tyree catch jail for the Giants was was pretty close to epic. But like I'm talking about like to end the game like this. Like this this was the last play of the game. All the Batman had to do, he could have got a pass in the first or just pushed him out of bounds or anything. This Batman just completely whipped. Uh, I mean, it was amazing. Think about it. It's, it's it's sports. We've seen some crazy things. It's always easy to get caught up in the moment and and feel like that. Oh, whatever you just watch is the best thing. I mean, think about it. On Monday, like we just seen the bat. Like they knew what they they in the cover too deep too. They know that that that's the one thing you don't want to do. We just saw that it's in the college. Pros, it's, yeah. it's the I mean, pros. I mean, he, that should never happen. But you know, but you know what's funny though, Harold? Like, oh, no, not Bama, even in flag football. Let me finish the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers, man. Like God, like you know what I'm saying? The dude, the dude had 50 college starts. You know what I'm saying? In uh, in Georgia, that gave that joint up. Marcus Williams just turned 21 this year. He's just he's a rookie. So effectively, he, you're right. He is in the pros. You know what I mean. But effectively, them Bamas is the same age. So like, you know, he got he got there a tad early, and with the new NFL, like he was trying to like avoid that PI. You know, but even if he get the PI, the Bamas still got to make probably like probably like a 51 yard field goal again, which. You know, everything got to go right for him to for him to nail that joint. So, like, obviously, it's a big mistake. Is that I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah. You know, but like, we've seen crazy things happen. But it, like you said, but to to your point, everyone thought that this was over because, like, even if he caught that, like, I thought that you know what I mean. Like, the fact that they didn't have any timeouts was really like, if they had one timeout, I don't think anybody would have thought the game is over because. You just got to get in field goal range, which is about maybe 25 yards. But the fact that they didn't have any timeout, so you know they have to get out of bounds, that's the thing that made it like, oh, the percentages of this them winning the game is extra low. And so, you know what I mean? The young player made a gigantic mistake. You know what I mean? But I think that he just got there early. He tried to, he thought like, oh, I'm, let me hold back a little bit. I'm going to try to clip his leg so at least he'll come down inbounds on the ground and maybe my teammate could tag him or whatever but you know he just whiffed and, and I mean like and then the rest is history so I mean I ain't complaining because as y'all know I told y'all that won me bread and that's the most spectacular fashion I've ever won money so yeah. you know what I mean like my emotions was up and down that whole game I went from thinking it was gonna be easy bread to how they jumped out to the league to you know what I mean how it ended but but think about this like, if Marcus Williams, but of course no one cares, but if he didn't make that pick, that's the pick that turned around the momentum of the game kind of on that same play. And he went up there and snagged that joint out the air, which allowed uh, the Saints to start that comeback. But then it just it just so happened that he, he wouldn't make the play when he really needed to make the play. So uh, I wouldn't have as much problem with that play from him if it looked halfway like a football move. 
Like, I get what you were saying. He was trying to pull up. But that Jay looked like a mad whiff when you hit the hit stick on accident. <laughs> and then the Jay just go flying past the player. Like, the Bama had his head down. He wasn't looking. If you would have just stood there and caught the Bama when he came down, you'd have been better served than just doing that dumb shit that he did. Yeah, I mean, some people, you know, in those oh. moments, they, like, you know, freeze up. Like I said, at the end of the day, hey, hey, he's 21 years old, a rookie, second-round draft pick. Like, and in that moment, hey, I mean, it's like the Weber call. I mean, like you said, it's college, but in terms of age, well, I mean, call, we can name other plays where and you like, yo, like, what were you thinking? And, and whatever. Like, he, you can look at his skin and tell he got bad nerves. Oh, oh, man, why you doing that? When they was Go doing ahead. the post game, oh, and I was looking, I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it now." Like yeah. you can tell, he got like when Kwame Brown came with the Wizards the first year, and Jordan was on his neck. The battle like broke out, looked like damn near and hives all over his face. So you could tell he was thinking way too much in that play. The memes. Oh. <laughs> he tried it. The memes is going. He gonna get cut right now. I bet this Babba and I ain't watching TV. He probably got rid of all his TVs in his house, every computer, dog. He probably took Twitter off his. Oh, he had to, dog. Like, like, um, dog he gonna get cooked for another, another, uh, at least another uh, five to seven days, dog. Uh, America gonna keep like, coming. Dog. Like if you, like if you went on this Bama IG page, dog. Like every single one of his pictures, Bama's was flaming. Like dating back to his first post. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Bama's ain't shit, dog. It ain't even right, dog. Like they said that I know y'all. I, I think I posted in the chat where they said the Bama collapsed. You know what I mean? When he walking in the locker room in tears or whatever, you know, on, on his way to the locker room, you know, like heartbroken or ain't whatever. Because no, nobody, was, they nobody helped that Bama up, dog. dog. They probably like, did. Yeah, of course they did. No, yeah, Harold, you I'm gonna guessing, tell, dog. He did I'm too. gonna tell you who didn't help him. I'm gonna tell you who didn't help him. Don, John uh, Payton or yeah, Drew Brees. Yeah, or Drew Brees. This Yo, might be Drew Brees', Brees last run, this though. This is it. This is it. He, get, he, nah, he got, he got he, Drew, Brees, Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger realistically got like one more run in them, young, because of their age. And they still got the talent. And you you imagine that the Saints defense will be even better next year because they're young and offense. You know, so. Oh, but, like, but you know how, like I know, Jeff. Like every year ain't promised, dog. Any little thing can happen. Of course. But they, but they weren't promised to be Philly, though. So, I mean, it ain't like your joint was a, if they win this game, like you make it like, you know what I'm saying? Like they were stamped in Philly. But you would have took them. You would have took them if that spread would have came out. That's what I'm saying. You would have took them. I mean, I would have just like, you know what I mean? Yo, just like yo, everybody yo, said Atlanta was going to win and they didn't. So, I mean, yo, but it, 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 that's why oh they play the game of sports, man. That's what we all love about sports. Yeah. It ain't, you got to play jump, the game. Saints, this gym was like, they had the Timberland boots in the box, walked out of the store, went home, <laughs> found out the jump still got the sensor on them. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you just blown, dog. You just blown. They can't, they had the game in hand. Yeah. And the worst yeah, part yeah. about that in that situation is you've been on sidelines before. Hell, you accepted that you won the game already. You pretty much celebrating. Yes. You like, we going out tonight. I'm gonna do this, this, and this. <laughs> I'm about to buy this for uh, next. Uh, the suit I'm gonna buy for next week post game. <laughs> they already got that stuff going in your head with 14 seconds to go, and to lose that weight, that's a huge swing of emotion, though. I mean, that's yeah, that is. Dog, the thing, like I said, man, we've seen crazy stuff in sport. You I mean, think, they thought they think, had that joint, that Music City Miracle. You know, the Bills was like, oh, we got this. I mean, we just got to make the tackle. How many times you seen Bama just make the tackle, like, to end the game? 
So the fact that, you know what I mean, like, like they like, oh, hold, hold on now. Like, when Bama's is just chasing them, like, they about to score on this jump. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, like crazy things have happened in sports. Like, and, and yeah, even if crazy. you go back further, like, it's never it's over not- until it's over, dog. Like, so that's the thing, beauty of it. One more thing I want to add about Marcus Williams. I'm about to read the first sentence of his uh, draft analysis <laughs> profile. Ball hawking free safety who has nah, outstanding nah. ball skills and is showing a propensity for causing turnovers. <laughs> hey, he got he and he and he lived up to it when he got that first pick. You know what I'm saying? It just was it just was the wrong time. He did that jump too oh. early. It needed to be on that last play. <laughs> they gonna erase the outstanding ball skills out of that profile. Gonna, you know? He can keep the That's turnovers, but causing turnovers, but the ball skills though. That's gonna stick with him for the rest of his career, unless he get an MVP in the Super Bowl. Uh, he he got when he got have a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, probably. he got to. Oh, and that, and that's the thing, like he's good though. Know, we get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think saying. he is good. But dog, but this is the thing. We how many bounds we know that's good. But when your psyche is messed up, dog, once your mind, once your mind is gone, it's yeah. it's nothing else you can do, dog. I don't care how good you are. If your mind, you can have all the athleticism in the world. But if your I'm mind tell messed you up, cannot win with him. No, that messes I'm gonna tell you one thing. The way I'm gonna tell you one thing. The way like he stood up there in front of his locker, and you know what I'm saying, and talked about that jump, like and, like a man. You know what I'm saying, yeah. like lead me to believe that you know he gonna bounce back and he a confident like he ain't gonna let he ain't gonna let this jump define him. You know what I mean? Because a lot of bad well, like it, we didn't see. But, but this is. But it's the thing, Jeff. Sometimes you, as a man, you be like, "I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that." But then you come into the season, and the coaches, the coaches already had this like perception, like this bad in the big moments. Like it's dog. I'm trying to tell you, yeah, if Sean Payton is the coach again, if I'm the coach, I'm telling you, forget Sean Payton. No, if I'm the coach, years old, he he I don't care. Yeah, he if this was like, earlier in the season, I would agree no, with you 100. But he balled out all year. Oh, yeah. he, he literally he turned 21 here's the thing that blows me about Bama's and stuff and I know we obviously got a show we got to like Bama's act like ain't nobody talking about how these Bama's was down 17 to nothing you know what I'm saying ain't nobody talk about that like what about that like cause so, it don't like, matter when you lose Jeff Losers only mean, care about the comeback. They didn't. They Losers didn't only care about like comebacks that, they, that didn't, they didn't happen. Get down like that, they wouldn't have had to be in that position to try to come back in the first place. Jeff, it's not. You know what I mean? Jeff, it's not. Like, a, it's you not can, a Harold, comeback. You can call you it what you want, but a game is never it's defined by one. It's not a comeback if you lose. Think that a game. small-minded thinking to think that a game is defined by one play. That's it. That's small-minded thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like you're smarter than that. Jeff, I'm not saying it's the five by one play. I'm saying you can't call it a comeback if you lose. By definition, a comeback is when you come back and win. If you lose, it's not a comeback. So I don't care about what happens to proceed that. If we lose, so let me they wouldn't. Have, they wouldn't have had to try to. That's you. You're missing the whole point. Like they were in that position because they didn't come ready to play. Just like the Steelers. If the Steelers don't start sorry like that, they win that game. The same with the Saints. So, like, the fact that, you know, it comes down to that one play. If y'all didn't start out, if y'all had came ready to play, then, you know what I mean, we're not having this conversation. You ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. So, my question is, if that's you, what do you do to kind of deal with being the scapegoat for that play? So, for me, I feel like the best thing he might be able to do is do a couple commercials where they kind of, like, joke about him. Oh, make it a joke. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or something like that. Like, what would you do if you're in that situation 
and you basically the scapegoat for the whole city, the whole town. Regardless yeah, you of what, what Jeff's I mean, saying is just, true, people are going to treat it. Like you are going to treat it. And I've written right and now. You can't get I'm a not naive to that. I, I'm right not naive now. to that. I, I mean, I, I do. I, I will let y'all know. That I'm not naive to that. You know what I mean? But my thing is like, it won't even really matter. I don't think that he should do it because this because he make light of it ain't gonna make. Bama's is probably gonna hate him even more. Like, oh, you think it's funny? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you already be having the conspiracy theorists. You know oh, the same as point shaving. Yeah, 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 and all that. You know what I'm saying? I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And y'all know I'm the number one conspiracy theorist. You know, I'm the number one. I, I'm quick to say, but dog, it's no conspiracy. The Batman just, he whiffed, dog. He hit the his. I think he's going to get death threats this week. That's a fact. Probably. That's probably. Crazy. I mean, especially down in Louisiana, though, they going to be threatening his family, his mother, everything. That's crazy, dog. All right, we got to move on, dog. Uh, <laughs> uh, Vikings at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is the underdog at home. Surprisingly, Bang, um, plus Surprisingly. three and a half. Surprisingly, yeah, not it's surprising. Yeah, going to be that asshole for you anticipated last week. You about to see it this week. Okay. Two touchdowns. All right, so we're going with the Vikings. Your boy, your boy Case. You already know, Super Bowl champion, Case Keenum. <laughs> 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 Get the T-shirts ready, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I yeah, got I, that. I, I got that. I think it's more money on that one, too. I think it's more so and they'd be the first team to uh host the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, they already oh, yeah. have gone that's further lot, than any though. team of run. Yeah. You know that's Vegas a lot. That drink, or NFL yeah, won yeah. that drink, the team. Yeah, I'm going with, I'm, yeah, I'm going with Vegas on that one. I, that's a lot. The Vikings. Now I'm imagine if the Vikings and Jaguars end up in the Super Bowl together, though. I mean, I watch that. Watch that that's a fact. I watch it too, but but it won't it won't happen though. Because right. Stern, right. Stern's orders. All right. <laughs> Jacksonville, Jacksonville at New England. What's the spring? England's favorite Bang minus Bang. nine. Oh, that's a fail. Hell no. Not on the Jaguars, dude. That's a I'm fail. I'm going to get your dog. To win the game? No, nah, to cover that spread. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, oh I, I'm actually, I'm actually going to fail on the other side of this. I'm going to actually go with New England. I think that New England is one of them teams that once they figure out what you're what you trying to do, that they'll just, like, Bill Belichick ain't going to fall into the other categories. Uh, the other categories that these other these other teams are gonna fall into, like where he's trying to like ego stroke and do all this, like nah, he gonna go with exactly what works, and we are gonna see all three running backs unleashed. But hell, you, the the secret about Jacksonville's defense, why they're so vicious? They're not tricking anybody. They're not disguised. They don't have to disguise coverages. They gonna man up on your ass, get pressure on you. Some of the fastest linebackers in the league, and they're gonna outplay you with personnel. They're not going to trick you. They don't have to come up with these Statue of Liberty plays. That's what makes them so vicious, though. It's not going to be no tricks. But I'll tell you one thing, like I said earlier, like, they going to have to get pressure on Brady because if they don't get pressure on Brady, I mean, all of what you said won't matter because he, he just going to always figure out the puzzle. You know and what I mean? Once he figure the puzzle, though, he just going to start placing the pieces. I, I just, I think Jacksonville has the personnel to be able to present a problem for the Patriots that they haven't seen this year. I, I honestly do. My only my only fear is that that if Blake Jacksonville, Bortles. <laughs> Blake, yeah, Blake Borders, that he's always he's always you you know what I'm saying he's always in the mix. But I just think that if the Patriots are able to like like take what what the Steelers didn't do last week and they put up 42 
and be able to incorporate that into their game plan and be able to see what they're trying to do and be able to exploit it. I just, I mean, I, I don't know if, the, if Jacksonville can stop Tom Brady for four quarters. And, and I mean, I, I that's that. I mean, that's what makes it so intriguing. Um, so, but yeah, if, so to touch ahead. back on the Pittsburgh game, I think what ended up causing their game plan to play out so terribly is Blake Bortles using his feet the week before. They were scared to go man, and they ended up going zone. Instead of forcing him to throw accurate passes and man coverage, he basically was like throwing underneath the zone or throwing in open spots in the zone. I don't think New England will be that dumb, but if Blake Bortles can use his – if Blake Bortles gets like 70 yards rushing, I think Jacksonville ends up winning the game. But but who you but you but you picking? But what is your pick though? No, nah, are we picking spread or winner? That's the question. I mean, you pick pick both. Pick oh, both. We 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 approaching the end of the season. Young. Might as well go yeah, ahead. Pick and, both, uh, dog. Yeah, for the spread, so, I got Jacksonville as a lot, and for the winner, I'm gonna lean New England. I just, yeah, I can't take Blake Borders. I pick yeah, it's hard, bad man. players and bad teams, so I can't take Blake Borders. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go New England spread and uh and win. Spread and went, damn, yeah, I want to pick the Jags so bad, yeah. I do too. So bad, dog. But, but I, I think, yeah, but I think I'm, I'm, I think I might be with Aaron on the fact that, like, that they, that the Jags cover, but New England, I mean, it's just so hard to, to go up there in New England. It's only been, like, a couple teams that beat them in New England, like Ravens being one. I mean, it's them teams that, that ain't afraid that that's physical, and that'll hit Brady in the mouth, and the Jags definitely fit that bill. But I, I, I don't, I just don't know whether they could could pull it off. I mean, so I, you gotta I, yeah, be able I to get pressure go. without blitzing. That's without key. blitzing, you without blitzing. You so can get pressure without blitzing, you got a chance. And the only yeah. thing that, like, I, like Jeff, I want to take the Jags more because I want them to win than what I yeah. think is going to happen. <laughs> right. And that reason is because the Jags only had one way offensively to be able to beat the Patriots. This is just an offensive end. The Patriots can have three or four different ways and still be successful against the Jags on offense. So the numbers just don't add up. You're just having to rely on Blake Bortles being able to run the ball successfully and get the Patriots out of what they would, I guess, naturally be inclined to do. And we can't, from week to week, you can't put any any water in that bucket with Blake Bortles. This is, he's so bad. Or the team is so good that you just don't see how bad Blake Bortles is, though. Right. And then the other thing, just to add to that, like, New England, they don't give you the turnovers. Like, think about it. Like, right. the Pittsburgh, the, the fumble return for six and then bend through that through that pick around, like, the 20-25 where they got the super short field at four and that ended up running in for a touchdown. New England don't turn the ball over. So, they, yeah, you, exactly like, you have that. to earn it 60 minutes. And whether Blake Bortles can hold up for that long, it's just like... And the way the he's cold, been playing, yeah, play in the Florida, cold, it's too many variables, dog. Right. If if he had been balling down the stretch instead of like right before that down the stretch, like I might be more apt to say, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, let me go ahead and uh, flat out take them to win. But the way he's been playing, like, like New England, they just kind of like pretty close to a flawless team, like in terms of how they don't make mistakes and beat themselves. I just don't see how Jacksonville could overcome that in New England. So I'm going to also check the weather report because another factor that could help the Jags is a sloppy, messy game. I don't know if that means snow or kind of heavy rain to where the passing game... I know it helps the Jags. 
Yeah, they're more physical than the Panthers. I just thought the cold, just all the way around, don't help the Jaguars. No, that's a fact. I'm talking about precipitation, though. See, I don't even, I don't think, I don't think. Because of Jacksonville, like I said, how that defense, their style of play is smash mouth and they got vets, I don't really think the cold affects them. Maybe Blake Bortles. Yeah, I'm talking about just the quarterback. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, I'd be interested. I'm kind of intrigued to see what how how the Jacksonville Jaguars match up against Gronk, though. Yeah. I, mean, I think they have, they'll back. be able to have, like, play him man with a corner that's big enough to be physical with him. And I think they have the personnel to be able to deal with Gronk. I think they're going to play Gronk better than probably any team you've seen. Who, who you, you think they'll have Barry Church on them? No, nah, I think they're going to actually put, um, uh, what's the, uh, Ramsey? Yeah, they gonna right. put Ramsey on. Uh, I don't think so, yeah. I don't think so because, like, like um, they were talking. Um, like, if you put Ramsey on him, it almost kind of gives away like the fact that you know what I mean. You moving him around his zone, and and the Jags do switch up. You know what I mean? They don't yeah. dis- necessarily disguise, but they do switch from zone and play some man and things like that. So. I don't, I don't think they'll probably, you know what I mean, have uh, Ramsey on them. But, I mean, we'll see. Maybe though. not the whole game, but one advantage that I think the Jags do have against the Patriots that they might not have against other teams is their receivers are trash for the most part on the outside. And they're like scat slot receivers basically playing on the outside. So I don't think they'll be like – it's like you're not taking Ramsey off of a Antonio Brown to put him on a tight end in this matchup, whereas – it might be more hurtful in other weeks, if that makes sense. Like when you play at an AJ Green or Julio or somebody, they don't have any of those guys where it's going to be a deficient matchup on the outside. And they have AJ Boye too. So they have the personnel to be able to man up with a corner instead of trusting a safety or linebacker to get cooked up by um, Gronk like everybody else does. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Intrigue. Coach, coach, yeah, it's just the nepotism shuffle out here, though. Uh, Rams coach, offensive coordinator Lafleur, uh, is interviewing for a head coaching job with the Titans. Ty Haley could be out in Pittsburgh. Huh? We don't know. They looking for a scapegoat out there. Uh, Titans the interview, uh, interview Panthers defensive coordinator uh, for head coach. North Turner, my man. We need to talk about that too. That's you. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, with the That's Panthers. He is the perfect OC for Cam in a running game, though. Play action pass, though. This is, I think, and it's and, it, and it's a level of respect that he has to like pay. Cause North Turner been in, been out here for a. He ain't gonna be just telling man, shut up. Nah, none of that with North Turner. Yeah, yeah. he got pedigree, and and you know he gonna be there because he his head coaching shots is done and he old, so right. And, yeah. and he ain't trying to take on that stress headache anyway. It's hard being a head coach, you know? That don't stress. Uh, Mike Malarkey could be the uh, offensive coordinator for the Browns. Um, Dogs, did you get them talking about who else were they talking about for the Browns? Uh, McAdoo no! today. Did you see that? No! Yeah. <laughs> I, yo, I told you, young nepotism stuff. No, so they, no so the Brown. I thought, I thought. Oh, this is for the old, for the OC, right? Yeah. For the yeah. Brown. Okay, okay. So, uh, uh, I mean, it, Josh McDaniels likely to take the coach job after this, you know, after the Super Bowl is over. Um, yeah. Patricia yeah, the Lions, Pat, right? Yeah, Pat Shermer looking for the Giants. The Giants looking to be the Giants' uh, head coach. 
basketball last night. Cavs versus Warriors. Little preview of the uh, NBA Finals. Um, but yeah, well, Warriors going. Warriors going to be there. Yeah, Warriors yeah. yeah. Be there. The Cavs. Oh, that's that's the Celtics instead of the Cavs. Right, Wizards be, if they make a trade. Wizards gotta make a trade. Who do Wizards need to trade right now? The they gotta get. It's they no gotta get. Uh, they have to trade. Listen to me, Ernie. You have to get Gortat off the roster. You have to let him go to the Magic, dog. If he want to go to the Magic and retire there, let him go to the Magic, yeah. Take some draft picks or something. But you have to get him off the roster today or sometime before February, what, 8th is the uh, deadline, 3 p.m.? So. You got to make a move, dog. You have to. Because the Wizards going to keep winning two, losing one, losing two, winning one. Like, it's just going to keep going until the end of the season. And it'll be, you know, between a, a third and a, and a sixth seed, like they always are. You got to move. Uh, you got to move, Gortz. Yeah, and if somebody come or knocking on your door to try to get like one of your pieces or you know Otto Porter or something, and I love Otto, dog, but like you need him for a championship team, but you don't need him at the price that you paying him. And if you can move that contract off your books, then you have to do it, dog. You have to do it, and there's nothing so, nothing against the man. So we talking about who we need to move? Who do we need to get to make the team better? Oh, they need a they need an athletic big. I mean, ideally you want Demarcus Cousins or, the, or somebody that likes of that. Anthony Davis, Demarcus Cousins, anybody who can who yeah, can come on your team. That's all the I question. Need to get <laughs> I'm just dog. You know what I'm saying? We're Christmas shopping, dog. I, I just, <laughs> I, I, dog. I can point to what I want out the store, young. It don't mean I get forty <laughs> get it, but you know what I'm saying. At least you know what I want, but. You have to go after somebody who can drastically improve your roster. And I know y'all all been against DeAndre Jordan, which I understand because of his age, and you only got him for two years. But, I mean, I'm like this, young. If you're going to pull the trigger on somebody, then and you can't get the guys that you would cover or want, then you can't let what call called stay here. You can't let them stay. So you gotta get something. You gotta make a move or, or at least try, yo. Like you gotta at least try. Who 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 y'all have in mind? I like the DeAndre Jordan move. I think he fit in real good with what the Wizards are trying to do in the backcourt. I'm thinking of people that we can probably get. Um, so I like the I like the cousins thing too, but I just don't see that we have the pieces to be able to get cousins. Um, that's yeah, the only I, mean, I think we could get though. I, I think I like I'll tell you what I like too on a on a low and I think you could you might could do it and get it if you if you gave up Uber or somebody. I like Willie Colley Stein though. As a young no, I'm not, I'm not tall, athletic bitch. Yeah, I'm not giving up. I'm Uber, just saying you know? Uber be hooping I, out that chain. I think I mean that, to Uber, me, Uber, Ernie I'm, made I'm the mistake it. of of signing auto and the Bama panic and, and, and pulled the normal Ernie move. And sign Otto to that max, and, and basically, like you got all these incompetent GMs in Washington, like that's just like they never sign the players when they should, and it ends up costing us uh, on the roster in terms of financially. If like when um, uh, McLuhan was trying to sign Kurt, like we, I don't think uh, none of us would really have that major of a problem. Like, do we like Kurt or think Kurt's the guy? Not necessarily, but mainly it's mainly about the money. 
You right. know what I mean? Because it'll ha- it will hamstring the rest of the team. And so had we signed him to when we should have, it wouldn't have costed us. We, and we would have got him at a value. And then we could have been. Same thing with Otto. Like the Wizards, like and Grunfeld had the chance to sign Otto. They declined the team option. So Otto, Otto played out and bought out last year. And then, then he had the power. And so then once the Nets gave him that max, they were like, oh, man, we, we got to match this. And 106, and then boom, now now we, like, got all that money tied up into him, and he don't really get the opportunities the way we play. You know what I mean? Wall and Bill is going to, like, have the ball most of the time. So it can't even give Otto the chance to kind of step to that next level. And I think Oubre fits in way better with, you know, what we do. And so, like, like, I think that, like, what y'all are talking about, like, just looking at contracts, like, both Gortat and DeAndre Jordan have a year after this year left. Like, I almost would be like, young, could we trade them Bama straight up and then throw somebody else in that job? You know what I mean? Like, if it had to be auto, cool. You know what I mean? Then we still, we got, we opened back up that money and maybe we could sign DeAndre past that. And then, you know what I mean? You got money to continue to build out the bench. And then you could you could slide Ubre into the starting lineup as well. So I mean that that would be my call, yeah. Ideal. Yeah, because 13, 6, and 1 or 2, 13, 14, 6, and 2 average, it, it ain't it ain't max average. That ain't a max average, it's though. Not, he'll not. never be able to live up to that contract like Jeff was saying with the structure of the roster. It's just the same thing with Hainsworth was here. You can't pay a nose tackle 17 million. You got to play a 4-3 for him to earn that money. He'll never be able to earn that money with Wall and Bill on the team and the way that their games are. It'll never happen. So, it's a lose-lose, though. And we would have at him if he would have let Otto walk, too. Because the team wouldn't be as good as it is. So, it's just... it's The weakness of the team is defensive uh, rim protection. That's where the team keeps getting their ass kicked, rebounding sometimes defensively, preventing offensive rebounds and stopping people from getting layups and dunks at the rim. Ernie refuses to do anything about that since Nene. I was about that five years ago. And it's, it hasn't changed. That's, that's where we at, young. That's where we at. We'll, we'll keep playing around with some names. Uh, I'm, I'm like, dog, can y'all just tweet the man, y'all? Just tweet about my <laughs> Ernie, dog. Please, young. Please. What more? Do I, what more do you send want? Send us an email anonymously. If you work for the team, if you know somebody, just send it to us. We're not going to throw you out, please. baby. We're going to throw you under yeah, the bus. Yeah, please. No. please. It, 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 and we'll make sure that it's written properly and like, well, you know, well thought out. It's not going to be like an attack. Professional, professional, yeah. It's gonna be, yeah, it's going to be professionally done, but it's going to really like just highlight like you know, some of the actually, it's not even going to do that. We're just going to present options. See, sometimes people just spend too many times complaining about what went wrong, what did this, blah blah. blah. Nah, we just all about solutions. We want to provide some solutions. So you'll never live up. That's right. Is fourteen points, six rebounds, and two assists. Nah, this bad. This bad man eating that sizzle every night with a smile. He's, he's what's happening if you overpay. If you give Kirk thirty million, this is what you're gonna get. Auto Porter. That's exactly what's gonna happen. He'll never be able to live up to that money ever. Yeah, I, I, he's a great player, dog. But he's just not a he's not a max money player, dog. And it's like, like it's said, like what, particularly in this system, like he can't yeah. really live up to what his, whatever his potential could be. You know, he it's not gonna happen here. I would actually take auto for uh what's that sorry not sorry, but the soft dude with the spurs that they trying to get rid of. Aldridge. 
he would be a perfect fit for the Spurs, and I think Aldridge would be able to yeah, help. They, Popovich wouldn't make that trade though. That, that I thought they were trying to move Aldridge. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, they not trying nah. to move. Yeah, yeah, but remember, they, remember they the had the, remember they had the off season uh, talk heart to heart, and oh, Pop just was can, yeah, Pop was just candid on that joint when Aldridge because. They were like, ask Pop what made him change. He was like, well, the Bama Josh said he, he wanted to be traded. And Pop was like, never in my 20 years had a player say come to me saying he wanted to be traded. And basically, Pop was like, he was like, if you can, you know what I mean, like, say that I could get KD, I'll drive you to the airport. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he was like, but he was like, short of that, I'm not trading you. And he was like, they had a laugh about it. And you know what I mean? They had they, they had dinner and a glass of wine. Pop, is the real, Pop might be the yeah, realest, though. Though. He might be the realest. Yeah. And, be, and, and now, LaMarcus been, now granted, he's been balling he ball. this year. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah he, he, he wouldn't make that trade. Oh, forget, oh, don't forget the, the fight. The, 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 let's let's go over the uh, the little the, the fight joint, oh, yeah, the locker yeah, room yeah, joint. Yeah, real yeah. quick, them bammers out there faking, dog. Chris Paul and them, all that that stunt. No, did you see Blake Griffin trying to like fake? Like he he bought that life, dog. Come on, no. Do you know By the laws of physics make him bout that life against Chris Paul and the bammers that was yapping. At. That's true. That's I can true. see if it was another center of power four, but against these dudes, Blake would mop them bammers, dog. Yeah, if he if he actually would throw the hands, but would but but would he like see the problem with Blake is like like how he played last. <laughs> so Bama's bullying him because he light skin. I'm not saying yeah, nah, it's that's ball, facts. That's but they facts. pick on him because he mixed. Uh, you right. That's I mean that's facts and or whatever. But I was gonna say like the problem is like how he was going last night. That's all Bama's ever want to see from him. Him playing like that all the time because people know he got that ability. But you, you're not going to really get that from him. And so that's the frustrating thing that, you know, I know why him and Chris Paul didn't get along. Like, Paul was like, though, you want to be the guy, but you ain't that guy. You know what I'm saying? Because even like after the game, Paul, Josh, Shadem, Shadem them and was like, you know what I mean? They got a go-to guy, but you talking about Lou Williams. You know what I mean? So, yeah, <laughs> like, that. that's why they, them Bamas was never going to see eye to eye. And, you know, and, and Austin Rivers, too. They ain't like the fact that even though Austin Rivers has turned himself into a solid rotational NBA player, but they ain't like the fact that, you know, that's Doc's son. He played on the team and that pretty much saved his career. And so, like, those are basically the two Bamas that everybody had the problem with. And I'm, I understand it, but at the same time, we always bitching and complaining about the other side getting off with these moves. We finally get one and we not celebrating that joint, though. I've been so psyched. I dap him up every time I seen him. The man father gave him $40 million, dog, and he didn't deserve it. He just, I mean, he was good enough to be in the league. At that time, at that time, at that time. Right, right, right. And so I'm like, man, I'd be celebrating the joint if I was in the league. We finally got one. That's how I look at it. You the, you the league, you the league representative, dog. Ain't you the players union uh, president, dog? Yeah, yeah, he is. Come on, dog. You can't be acting like this. I mean, it, it, Blake, Blake Griffin was doing doing the most, though. He was brushing the Bama, going to the hoop. He tired, like, dog. Every the night. Farm. They put it on this Bama because he got curly hair and he light skin every night, dog. <laughs> and, he, and you know how soft. You know how Bama's do, dog, especially yeah. when he tired. Yeah, you're right. Here, this is the this is the but I, I'll tell you another thing before, before we close the show the officiating in that game was horrendous these Bamas were part, part, part of the reason why this don't happen like they, these Bamas on one side of the court they let a blatant offensive foul go 
right? And then they came back on the other end, and then they were like, foul. And then they were just doing it. Like, I was like, what are you, like, what? Like, if you try to control the game, you control the game before it gets out of control. Don't let the game get out of control and then be trying to blow your whistle and, like, pick and choose, like, oh, oh, he won't be on get back. All right, let me get my whistle ready because I know he won't get back. All right, all right, all right. There you go. Beep. Like, come on, young. It's just, it was just poor officiating. You know, they was letting the players, the play, young. It was one part. Dan Tony was was yelling at Blake Griffin from the sideline, like, F you, F you, back and forth. Like, yeah. <laughs> what is going on, dog? This jump was crazy. And, and of course, in the last four minutes, they want to eject everybody. I'm like, young, y'all, this is ridiculous, though. It's y'all fault that it went this far. So, I don't know, man. League officiating shit probably get been terrible. They'll probably get suspended, huh? I think they'll suspend them guy at least one game because they not trying to have that joint go, you know, back to what it was. So any type of little threat, like Bama's, like you know, with the diversion plans, you know, Clint Capella knocking on the front door, uh, like Chris Paul taking them Bama's through the secret tunnel to get to the locker room <laughs> and all that to yeah. see him, like. Yeah, like they. I'm gonna, surprised they, they had security. Them. I'm surprised they had security to stop them. Cause they call know. LAPD, dog. <laughs> Dog, I don't know if y'all seen the footage of Barkley and Shaq rolling off of that giant. They was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how that giant, how Bamas was faking. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like, Blake, like, yo, just LAPD, uh, just Blake Griffin on the phone, uh, you know what I'm saying? They they in our locker room, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like Chris Paul about to beat me up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that joke is too much, man. Oh man! If Blake right. punch somebody one time, take that one game suspension, but one clean punch. Oh, it'll be more than one game. Nah, nah, he gonna get like fifteen. The last big time that you know, remember the last big fight was the Mellow Jump when he was with the Knicks. That Bama got like fifteen games for that jump. But yeah, they ain't, they ain't, they ain't playing that if like some legit punches is thrown. Cause even with yeah. the little uh, the Johnson and the uh, Baka jump that just happened. Yeah, like that where it was like, you know, they kind of like pushed like it was almost looked like a punch. They got some slight. But if an actual closed fist punch joint thrown, like, yeah, and you like I don't think Silver messing around. Yeah, he ain't messing around, dog. I'm not dealing with that every night, though. I'm going to let some. I'm gonna lay somebody out one time. And that's the last time you have to punch the rest of your career. Babbins won't be calling you. <laughs> <laughs> no more. They won't be doing nothing crazy. That's how it worked, dog. You find the biggest dude or the one that talked the most, put him to sleep, and you ain't going to have no more problems. I did not come here. Pause. The Bama is what six eleven, like two eighty five, solid muscle. Oh, lay somebody up. All right, uh, follow us at BLK Sports uh, at gmail.com or at BLK Sports nine eighty and on IG. Uh, you can email us at, at BLK Sports nine eighty at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out. Oh, Oz and Boone show back on. Check out their, their uh, latest podcast. Um, go ahead and support them. Good brothers of Oz and Boone. I'm glad they got they, they back on. Uh, shout out to Wes Buffy podcast. Uh, shout out to Bending Knows Best. Uh, Working Title podcast. Shout out to Sports Talk Tasha. Uh, shout out to Kicking It With G-Man. And I think that's all, all the people we rocking with. Um, of course, support us. Thank you to all the fans who support us and listen to Share the content. Share it with the people who's going on iTunes and, and download the app and all that good stuff. And uh, we got video content coming soon. Yeah. Uh, and we out. Shut up. Give me a chance.
turn to speak. Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about it. Let me speak. How does that do feel? That. How does that do, feel? Do 